Hi guys and welcome to season 2, episode 2 of Just Keep Swimming. As I mentioned in my last episode, this new season is all about you guys and your grief journeys um, and you guys sharing your stories with me. And today, today I had the pleasure of speaking to a beautiful soul called Kerry. Um, Kerry and I started talking um, earlier on this year actually when I started my Just Keep Swimming page on Instagram and we started talking on there just because we connected. We'd both lost our mums and we kind of connected through that. And when you've lost someone, it's nice to know other people have also gone through it. Now, one of the reasons why I'd started my page was because I didn't know, I didn't have anybody in my life at that time who had experienced losing a mother at that age um I'd also lost my dad when I was much much younger so technically I was was without any parents and I didn't know anybody in that position which is why I'd started my just keep swimming page and I'd started talking to Kerry along with other, a few other people and stuff and today I had the chance to obviously interview her and talk to her about her grief journey now she is a very wise young lady um and she lost her mum at 25 and she has in the last year done an awful lot she has got married she has got a new job and she's also bought a house which is amazing amazing um you know truly wonderful things have happened in Kerry's life and obviously all of those milestones that you go through are really really hard when you are missing that one person in your life that you want to experience those things with. Kerry talks about all of those things in today's episode, uh, shares her journey about what she went through and how she felt including um, details about her actual wedding day as well. Um, I feel like after speaking to Kerry we truly connected, you know we had a lot of similarities and stuff and I actually really genuinely enjoyed speaking to Kerry today um it was really genuinely heartfelt very emotional and I'll let you guys have a listen and let me know your thoughts I'll see you guys on the other side Hi guys, this is my next guest today, uh, Kerry. Um, she's here to share her story um, and I just want you to introduce yourself first, if that's okay, Kerry. Yeah, so uh, my name's Kerry. I um, lost my mum really suddenly um, and then just kind of wanted to find people who were going along kind of the same or a similar journey. So that's how I kind of got in in touch with yourself um and it has probably been some of the best support I've received getting in touch with other people because they understand a lot more than even probably family do yeah agreed I totally agree with that which is one of the reasons why I started what I was doing so yeah I'm glad you know it's nice to hear that you're also feeding that as well which is great definitely definitely um so tell me a little bit about you. What's your background like? What do you do for work? Um, you know, like your who do you live with? That kind of thing as well. Yeah. So um, I I, now, I live with my my husband. Um, we got married in the summer. Um, yeah. It was 
it was everything I could have imagined bar my mum not being there um we've recently just bought our first house thank you thanks to my mum um with with money we didn't know was there money she probably didn't know was there um so yeah we're just kind of putting everything into our house at the moment to get it to be home yeah um I've just changed jobs as well so um before just after I lost my mum, I started a job within the uh, justice system. I was working with young offenders. Um, and I think just kind of on top of losing my mum and kind of the stuff that they go through as as young offenders, it just got way too much. Um, and I, I decided myself to take a step back. Um, and I just took a step back from work and then found a new job. Um, working quite closely with GPs and supporting people who don't just have medical issues but have um, kind of more like personal issues which then affect their their health um, so yeah now so I'm working with them um, it's all work from home mostly apart from maybe like one or two visits out um, and a visit to doctor surgeries every now and then but it is so much better for me um, it's so much better for me to a be able to manage my emotions better and my mental health as well no that's great I'm glad you've been able to make those changes and stuff and been able to kind of take those leaps to kind of do the whole new job thing you know I think it must have been quite a big step for you definitely but yeah yeah it was and I think because my my previous job with my uh that was kind of the last thing my mum knew I was going to do and I think it's things like that that I've actually struggled with more is like moving like that was the last house my mum saw me in and the last job my mum knew I was in so it's all kind of for me it's it's dealing with kind of the first things that my mum's not involved in which have been even probably harder than actually going actually I need to move jobs or let's move house so yeah, yeah so it's been quite nice at the same time though Sure, sure. I bet it has been nice. But yeah, congratulations and stuff on all of that. All Thank the marriage and the job and the house and everything. What great, great milestones you've made already, which is lovely. Yeah. Uh, you spoke about your mum, obviously, and this is why, one of the reasons why you're on. Um, can you tell me about her? Like, who was she? What, she? what did she do? Like, how was she special to you? Just tell me a little bit about her. I'd love to know more about her. So, um my mum my mum was my best friend um she she pretty much brought me up on her own um I had a stepdad around for a bit but he he was kind of oh he was never there um so a lot of the time it was my mum um and her parents who are just even still now absolutely amazing um and it was me and my mum and my sister for a long time um my mum didn't kind of bring people home bring people into our lives it was just it was just us um she worked at the primary school that I went to she kind of just supported me in every big life decision um and was always there um if anything happened she was the other end of the phone I think I spoke to her maybe four or five times a day some days <laughs> probably for about an hour a time um and then yeah like last year like we had the pandemic um and lockdown and her parents are in their 80s so I did kind of all the running around for them if you like I was doing all the shop like mm-hmm. visits and 
doorstop drops. Um, and my mum was very much, I'll go to the shop on my own. I'll do my own stuff. Um, can you just make sure Nan and Grandad have got everything? Um, and that, that's what I did. And then things started to open up for us a bit. And I met up with my mum and I thought, she doesn't look well. She's not, I'm not sure. She's not, she's not okay. So I spoke to her. Um, and she'd actually spoken to my auntie who lives in France um, and kind of told my auntie some things about her health. So I then kind of kicked her up the bum a little bit, I guess, and said, right, come on, we'll, we'll get this sorted. We'll, you know, I was all prepared to quit my job, quit, quit my life kind of thing to help her. Um, and we were kind of starting to get some answers when she just went downhill so, so quickly. Um, I kind of, I lost my best friend and my mum overnight, basically. Um, I rang her one day and she didn't answer. She didn't answer, didn't answer. So in the end, my, my now husband, he drove me over to hers um, to kind of see see what was going on. Um, she bolted her door from the like inside so nobody could get in. I tried I tried everything. I tried breaking the door down, I tried shouting. Um she was unfortunately she was very poorly at that point and she was finally found when we could get in and she was unconscious and I sent her to hospital. Um we still couldn't go to the hospital to see her. I couldn't go with her to kind of support her. Um so when she did come come back round, she was very, very distressed, um, ringing everybody like four or five times a day. Um, and I was told for a long time by the hospital, oh, we're helping her, we're getting her better, she's getting better, we're seeing improvement. Um, and then they thought she had COVID. Um, it wasn't COVID, it was just normal pneumonia, which is quite normal for very very poorly people to get in hospital and she was put on life support she was put on all the machines you could think of um and I was I was sat at home I was watching my comfort show um and I was sat at home and I got the phone call of you need, you need to get to the hospital um and that was kind of, that was kind of it really they I I rang my cousin I rang my mum's best friend um and they both met me at the hospital and we just kind of dealt with the day, mm -hmm. um, the day that nobody wishes to deal with. Um, and we kind of just, yeah, dealt with it. I rang like her best friends and let them come and say goodbye because the hospital by that point were very understanding. And I did kind of say, hang on a minute, I've not been able to see my mum. I understand that COVID's going on, but you you must have known she was end of life for a little while. Um, so I really put my foot down a little bit and kind of, I like to say, put my big girl pants on and told them <laughs> that they weren't switching that life support machine off until I was happy. And they, they didn't. The nurses that were there that day were amazing. Like, they were still very much they shouldn't have been touching they shouldn't have been having contact um like touching contact and actually they both sat there with me at one point put their arms around me hugged me sorry no don't please don't apologize please don't apologize take your time 
and just really reassured me that you know the the choices that I'd made were the right choices um I still feel guilty for sending her to hospital however if I hadn't it it would have ended a lot sooner um but it was very quick it was you know she was stood in my garden talking to me one day and about mm. a week later she was in a hospital bed um very delirious very kind of not my mum mm-hmm. um but I say that but she still managed to make us all laugh until she was put on a ventilator she rang her parents um and was adamant she wasn't in hospital they weren't getting her better um they were aliens they'd abducted her and they'd taken her to somewhere and my my nan was going no that you're there lisa you're getting better they're gonna make you better and she just insisted on talking to every single person and telling them that we needed to send the police to the hospital because it wasn't wasn't doctors and nurses looking after her. It was aliens, and they were injecting her with stuff and they were making her poorly. Um, and that's kind of my mum always liked to make people laugh and have a joke. So I kind of have really taken that and gone. Actually, she was just she was still trying to make us laugh and make us happy, if you like right till pretty much nearly the end um and yeah I mean she was she was just everything um and I was really lucky to have the relationship I had with her because I knew I could ring her up and go I need you and she'd she'd be there she'd normally come with a bottle of wine which always helped um but yeah she was she was my best friend she was just the person that guided me to probably where I am now sure um my sister had a very different relationship with her okay she she's still like and that was that was shown kind of even from the day my mum died at the show sorry that's my dog um she but but my sister's my sister and my sister and me know we had very different relationships um and is actually probably shown kind of my family how it's affected both of us very differently but also very much the same if that makes sense um any anybody that's you know got got anybody with their parents they they every I find every child has a different relationship but at the end of the day we still loved our mum we still love our mum and we still hold on to little things that seem really silly but we've like we hold close connections to things that other people just wouldn't wouldn't or wouldn't understand um so yeah that's kind of my mum really I guess um life and soul of the party always up for some food and drink and just up for having 
a good laugh and a good time with everybody. That's lovely. She sounds like such a wonderful, wonderful woman. And like you said, you said you're lucky to have her. And yeah. And, you know, and I totally agree with that. You know, she, you had a great relationship. You considered to be, considered her to be your best friend. You know, she sounded very strong and courageous up until the last, last few moments and stuff. And, you know, I hope you cherish those, those memories and hold them, hold them tight. Yeah. It must have been really difficult um, during, obviously, COVID, because COVID is a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> just, you know, the whole situation of, you know, your mum wasn't dealing with COVID and she was, you know, in for something different. Yeah. Just dealing with all of that, just the impact of what's happened is is just insane that, you, you know, you couldn't be there with her. No, um, I think we were very lucky to be there with her for, like, her last moments and her last kind of proper day but the impact that it's had like her own parents are both high risk and couldn't go and say goodbye properly um and things like that like little things like there's there was only meant to be like two people in the room with her when she died and it's I, I feel very lucky because her best friend was a nurse and actually knew her nurses that day and because we were in our own private room we were allowed to I was allowed to have my husband and my mum's best friend which was a real support because they just they just kind of scooped me up and just were there um and I think that's really important I think it's really important to find people who are there um and the people that kind of she, I mean my mum's best friend even now like I hear from her all the time she came to my wedding and she she was she was just there um and that's what I needed um and I still do need and I kind of feel like she's she's repaying what my mum did so she lost her mum coming up I think 10 or 11 years ago and I remember it because she was at ours all the time you know she was with my mum just because that was her my mum was like her safety net I guess a bit and that's what she became for me so it was nice I guess to see how my mum was there for her and how she's then supported me and been there for me um but yeah I mean the COVID thing was was awful um because you've got you, you there was just so much more that could have kind of probably happened um and COVID just stopped so much of it so much of it yeah yeah I mean you know I'm glad you've got your your mum's best friend that's that's really nice to hear and you know she'll support you through and hopefully be there yeah um obviously not to take place of your mum but just to kind of be there to support you and I think we all need people to support us and you yeah. seem very lucky to have such great people around you to to do that that's nice um so obviously you've had a lot of changes in your life with getting married the new job the new house and stuff yeah um 
how do you feel your life has changed in in you like how have you changed yourself do you feel like you've changed if you know after your mum passed have you changed your thinking your perception your your friend circle all of that have you you know what what kind of biggest what big changes have you made in your life uh, so, uh, so much so I I kind of got to the point where I I took on the role of so I was my mum's next of kin so everything kind of fell to me to deal with um but like now like my nan and granddad are like the center of my world like if they need something I, I'm there we've we've moved house and we're like two minutes away from them um I just kind of have really started to cherish the relationships I do have more um like the, the positive relationships and I've had a lot of people kind of prove to me that while while I might need to have a relationship with some of them actually their relationship with me is very negative so and that can be quite toxic so I've actually either kind of I've cut down like the time I spend on them and the time I like I only see them if I really have to kind of thing um and I have cut out people because I just the people that kind of wanted to know what had happened and then kind of just just left um I think a really big thing is I had all these people reach out to me in the first couple of weeks um, and then the funeral happened and then everything just kind of stopped. Everybody else carried on, um, but my, my life didn't carry on. No. Um, and I think that's a really big thing that a lot of people feel is everybody wants to gather around and it's kind of like, I feel like people it's more they want to be nosy they want to know what's happened they want an invite to the funeral or they want you know they want all the details and they want to know exactly what's gone on when actually they actually don't care they just they then forget about it um and I found that happen like I found a lot of people reached out who I hadn't heard from in years and who I don't hear from now um so I've just really kind of learnt that I've got my close friends who were all there, who all kind of gathered round and still do little things now um, to to help and support me. And then you've got the people that that aren't around. Um, and I've just really learnt that they're not they're not worth it. They're not worth the worrying about. Um, I know I know what family and what friends support me and I can open up to them but I I've stopped opening up as much now I guess to other people um and I do cherish those that I am close to a lot more like I do cherish the friendships and the um the relationships that I do have while cutting those negative ones out yeah I'm with you on that one 100% 100% I'm with you on that one it's, it's it's crazy how many people enter your life and then how many people are around when something like that happens yeah it's, it's crazy have you tried any counseling or therapy since leaving your mum no <clears throat> only because so when when I lost my mum I put my I always suffered with anxiety and depression so I pretty much rang my doctors 
and just said, I want to go back on my antidepressants. So I was probably on them until May, June sort of time. And actually realised that they weren't making me feel any better. They were masking all the feelings that I needed to get out. So I wasn't, I've, and I still don't feel 100% ready to do counselling. Um, I've tried it in the past for other other things. And I think until until you're physically and mentally ready to do it, it won't benefit you properly. Um and like now I feel like I'm only just processing what actually happened. Um, probably because I was on the antidepressants. Um so now like I'm getting a lot more emotional about things that I should have probably got emotional about this time last year. Um and I'm now starting to process my feelings. So I do think in the new year, it will be something that I really look into and really kind of get stuck into because it it will help. And I know it will help. It's just knowing when the right time is to do it. Yes, sure. You can't do it until you're, until you're ready. No, no, not at all. No. So if you haven't obviously tried those things, can, you, can I ask how, how you actually cope with your grief on a day-to-day basis? I keep myself busy. Um, I've found the best the best thing for me to do is to not not just sit and wallow, if you like. I have my bad days and I have my days where I can sit and watch TV from, you know, half nine in the morning till six o'clock at night. I have those days and I think it's important to have those days because it just gives you time to recharge and not think about anything or do anything um but I've kept myself busy I think that's that's why I started the new job so quickly after losing my mum within a sector that I wasn't sure on and that's why I still everyone else cancelled weddings this year and I was adamant that I didn't care what restrictions were in we were doing we were getting married because I wanted to marry my husband I wanted to marry the person that supported me through all of this um and I was ad- like so I kept myself busy with the wedding and then we bought the house probably three months before the wedding but because it was a new build we had to wait for it to be built um and so we got married in July and we moved to the beginning of November so I've constantly kept myself busy um I mean October from October last year October to December was my mum's funeral my mum like sorting my mum's whole life out um and then December I started a new job so I threw myself into that and I've just really kept myself busy um I've probably had a bit of burnout at times where I know I've probably burnt out but I've kept going um so yeah it has just been keeping my mind busy um and doing things for me like doing what I love doing and not really caring what other people have thought um if I want to sit on a Friday night and drink a bottle of wine that's what I've done because that's that's just how I've I've managed by keeping busy and doing doing what I've wanted to do and not really worrying about what other people think is right or wrong um I think looking at how I've spent this year people would think oh Kerry's fine Kerry's just got on with it Kerry's you know not not worried like she's she's probably missing her mum but she's she's getting on with life and that's really good 
Um, and actually, it's just my coping mechanism to keep myself busy. Um, and I've only done it to keep myself busy. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not this happy. Oh, my God, I got married this year. I bought a house. I did this. I did that. It's actually I've done that for my mental health to keep myself busy um, because that's that's the way I know to cope. Yeah, you you know what your story sounds very similar to mine. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, but can you talk to me about your you know your big day? You know the wedding, the the whole the whole thing of it. Like how old was it? How because similar to me, I got married not long after my mum passed, and yeah. you know it was a big, massive, massive thing for me. It would just be nice to hear your side and how you took it and what you did and how you processed the whole you know, pre preparation through yeah. to the big day, through to after the big day, just to hear your side, that'd be, that'd be really nice. Yeah, so we, we came into probably a bit more money than we thought. Um, we kind of were going through paperwork and pensions and um, before, before me and my sister were born, my mum worked for um, like a big ferry company and we, we didn't think anything would come of it. We didn't think we'd get a lot because we had it, there wasn't a lot there and we knew there wasn't. Um, and yeah we came into this money and I kind of the minute I knew this money was there I turned around to my my husband and was like we're, we're buying a house he was like but but what about the wedding so we'd been planning the wedding for three years we got engaged three years ago July just gone um in Rome it was it was beautiful it was perfect um we came back and I was I was still a uni student um, and I just really wanted to to plan the wedding. Um, it was really important for me that my grandparents were there because they did so much, like they were so much involved in my upbringing. Um, never thinking that my mum wouldn't be there. Um, so we kind of got planning quite quickly. We booked we booked a beautiful venue. We booked this big barn. It had an outdoor ceremony area, which we loved. It had space for us to get ready. It had somewhere for us to stay. It was beautiful. It was it was probably perfect. Um, when the money came into, in when when we realised about this money, that kind of all went out the window a little bit. And I couldn't imagine having my wedding without my mum there especially in a big venue where lots of brides will have got married with their mums there um it was kind of a really awkward and horrible decision but we cancelled the whole thing we lost all of our deposits um but I felt better once I'd cancelled it um we still planned to get married on the same day at the same same time just different venue um so I spoke with I spoke with my nan and with a lot of help from her, we booked the local church for the village that we now live in. Um and we booked a family friends pub, which is where we had my mum's wake. Um and it it was it was more than I could have imagined. I think it was it was me. Everything in there I'd I'd made or my nan had made. Um and it was just a day full of so much love. Um, on the lead up to the wedding, I was emotional every day. 
um I had because of the pandemic I had to have everything kind of adjusted so we actually got married the day before all the restrictions lifted in the summer um so face masks were still mandatory um I got everyone to LFT test just to keep everybody safe um but my nan was involved in both of my hen parties even my big girl's hen party that ended up being in her garden um I got I got ready at their house I got some I got the most amazing picture of me coming down their stairs um and doing like a first look with them um and yeah it was it was such a busy morning because there was nobody there to kind of organize anybody but I sorted out loads of food we had loads of like drinks not like not all alcoholic obviously <laughs> um my makeup artist came my hairdresser came my hair went wrong but that was another thing um my husband's stepmom went and set up the rest of the venue um because we'd been there the day before setting up and there were a few bits that just kind of needed finishing touches so she went and did that and sent me all the pictures um and then came and saw me like kind of while I was getting ready um and it just was it was absolutely magical um my father-in-law was brilliant my granddad walked me down the aisle and nearly tripped me up about five times because he trod on my dress. Um, and it was just a day that was just so me and my husband. We love a good drink. We love kind of, we love the pub vibe. We love, we love being with our family, but like just as much love being with our friends. And um, so we only had like our closest friends there. Um, who were all involved in the wedding somehow. Um, and it just was kind of a really lovely day. The sun was shining. It was about 35 degrees, I think, at one oh, point. Wow. I was in the biggest dress you could imagine. Um, I think my makeup probably came off by about five o'clock because it was so hot. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was amazing and it was perfect and I missed my mum all day getting ready was really difficult because she'd have been there she'd have been the one like filling up my glass and kind of all of that but it was sunny she loved the hot weather she loved the sun so for me that was her her being there um, we did lots of things to remember family. I drank her favourite wine. Um, I did a memory table. I had um, a bouquet charm. My nun, my nun sewed like a piece of fabric with her picture on into my dress. Um, and my nun was a dressmaker when she was younger, so she made a massive bow out of some of some material from my mum's previous wedding from one of her previous weddings she made a bow out of that material and put it on the back of my dress um and it was it was emotional there was <clears throat> they did like a prayer for my mum in the church and we were able to like candle 
um, in memory of kind of my mum and my husband's grandparents. But it was it was perfect. Um, and my husband's stepmum has kind of she kind of has taken me under her wing a lot. Um, and it was like she was she was there for me kind of thing. It wasn't like it was her stepson and his his wife. It's like I it's like I'm one of her own. Um yeah, it is really nice and I really I don't think she always realises how much I appreciate that. Um but because she she is just amazing with everything. Um and with how she is. Um so yeah, our day was just kind of and then like like every bride I had that that like wedding day blues. Um but it just kind of yeah, it just kind of we had we we had the best time and I can't get upset because we had such a good time. Um there was a bit of upset when the pictures came because there was none with my mum in. But the sun was in all of them. The sun was shining. So I just knew she was there. And it would have been the day she'd wanted me, wanted us to have. And that's that. You know what? So many lovely, lovely memories that you just shared. And, I, you know, again, I hope you cherish them and hold them tight. Because yeah. it sounds like a magical, magical day. And, yeah, your mum would have been there with you in spirit in her own way um yeah. through the sun like you said and that's that's it's it's lovely it was just really really nice to hear again very 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 similar to what I went through so it yeah it put, put a lump in my throat they I think that's the thing is they knew it was happening so you want to go through with it and as upsetting as it can be I think you do it just as much for them as you do for yourself sure yeah. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's something you never want to do, something that you you just kind of get on with, I guess, and you do do. Um what advice would you give to somebody in your position? I'd probably say cherish every moment that you have with with family um take the silly pictures and have have the funny moments and just just really kind of treasure them once they're gone um I've got I've got so many pictures that I just I have to look at and laugh at um but then lots of pictures that I haven't got because we weren't a big picture family um we weren't people that just took random pictures um and just really cherish the people that gather around you um my, my in-laws drove up from Dorset the weekend after my mum died just to come and take me out for some dinner um so just really treasure the people that you've still got um and don't believe it when people say oh it gets easier as time goes on because it, it doesn't it gets easier some days are easier than others and it will always be like that um you'll always miss that person 
yeah. especially especially in the big moments. But I'm a big believer in that they're with you. They're always with you. Um, and something that I've really taken is me and my mum were very similar. So, like, I'll do things now with my family and they'll be like, that was just like having your mum in the room. Like, I'll look at my nan sometimes and she'll go, don't look at me like that because it reminds her of my mum so much and the look that my mum would give her. Um, and I think for them, my mum will never be gone because because I'm we, we were so similar. Um, so just kind of take that as well. If you've got that kind of connection of you look or you sound like, like that family member just remember that actually while it might not be comfort to you it is so much comfort to other family members um and just yeah there isn't really advice you can give somebody everybody grieves differently um I'm still very much grieving now a year year and a bit on um but just yeah really treasure the moments that you do get with people I think is the biggest thing I've learned Thank you. Thank you, Kerry. That's, yeah. I mean, everything you said is so, is so true and so relevant to every griever out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great listening to your story. It's been lovely and very heartwarming and funny and all of the emotions as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to share with anybody listening? Anything else? just let your emotions be if you want to sit and cry then sit and cry but don't don't feel guilty for going out and having a good time and having a laugh with the people that are still here because if grief has taught me anything you don't know how long you've got with somebody my mum was taken from me how I feel way too soon um and now I feel guilty sometimes going out but actually, I don't know how long I've got left with the people that, that still are here. So I really kind of treasure the moments that we do share. So, yeah, just kind of let let your grief be there. And if you need to cry, cry. But don't also let it take over your life and take away the happiness that you can have. No, nice. That's a really nice, nice note to end on. Yeah. That's really lovely. Thank you, Kerry. Thank That's you absolutely for your time. Thank you for, you know, sharing your story. It's been it's been lovely to hear. And I hope it's kind of helped you in in some little way as well, just talking about it. Yeah, it's the first time I've really properly talked about it, I guess. Um, even I've not really properly talked about it to like friends and stuff. So it's it's nice to share it, but it's something so personal. I think you only want to share it with certain people and people that actually can relate. So thank you for letting me share as well. Oh no, 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 no. Thank you for sharing honestly, because it, it just, it just helps. It just helps me. It helps you. It helps other people. And that's, that's the whole reason I'm doing what I'm doing. And yeah. Hi guys, just me again. I just wanted to jump on quickly just to apologise for the rude cutting off of my interview. Uh, Kerry had an unexpected guest um, 
and we had to cut the interview short. We had actually finished, which was great. Um, I just want to say thank you to Kerry for sharing her story. Um, I love speaking to you and it was great connecting at that level. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Let me know your thoughts, please, on my Instagram at jks.1985. Um, yes, I will leave you guys to it. Hope you have a wonderful day and I will speak to you guys next episode.